Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 30 where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the Thrill Take presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 298. I'll be your host, Kyle Gordon. I'm here with my co host, Nate Reyes. Nate. KC, what up, dog? How are we doing? Well, mere seconds ago, I, Just I would seconds. say that was probably better, but. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing well, like crank, cranking the volume on an Aaron Judge walk off home run to. To really get I, the the juices flowing before we start, I wanted to recording. fill you in on my celebration. I was putting the arm up, got the one up. I I mean I knew I knew the second I didn't even hear it, but the second you put the hand up, it was just a matter of who. <laughs> you already knew who the guy <laughs> already, carries the whole squad. I already knew. I already knew. Put who. the squad on his back. Unreal. Unreal. That's what he does. Sorry, pal. Sorry. Sorry. Overall, though, it was a pretty, pretty good day. Just got back from a uh, little lake day. How was that? A little lake day. It was Got uh, some was sun. Good. I could see a little tan It was in good. There. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got a little bit. It's surprising how much sun you can get at the lake. Yeah. All that all that reflection on the water. Apparently, that's it. That's what I've been told. It's that reflection yeah. off the water. Are you? Really... I bet you were like that. What are those old, like, crispy guys that just lay out and they have, like, the little mirror like oh yeah reflection no. unfolded not me not me just friend. the just the absolute crispy skin just the <laughs> extra crispy kfc skin <laughs> i used to i used to actually respect that like when i was a kid i was like man i bet when i grow up like i'm gonna want to be that tan yeah but i didn't recognize how just Ugh. dry and crinkly yeah. and yeah. Oh, like leathery? No. Yeah, no, thanks. dude. You look like a, like an old leather jacket. Yeah, like old, no thanks. Old worn down George Costanza wallet. But I, but I <laughs> I for it it further uh proves my belief or point that I'm just not a water guy, man. I'm just not a water guy. Not a water like at all? Water I in ju- general. I just can't do it. I can't do You're it. Say- are you saying water is in drinking water or just water swimming? No, I I need drinking water. We all need drinking water. Yeah, but it it's doesn't mean just, you have to like it. That's fair. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm really not. I'd rather have like a, a cherry Coke every day for, for the rest of my life. Um, That'd be it. No, That'd but it's just dream. like water sports and stuff. Not for me, man. Not for me. I just. Yeah. We, we And we've talked about this. Anything that I can't see. Like yeah. when I'm in a lake. Or or an ocean for that matter, and I can't mm-hmm. see what's below me. I'm out. Did you partake in like some some wakeboarding or what happened? So it was one of those things. I was uh, Meredith and I were like behind the boat, getting pulled by the boat on one of those uh, 
it's like a chair thing. I'm sure you've seen them. It's like a, it's like a couch looking thing. It's like a, I don't know. People probably, people that maybe have done this know what I'm talking about, but it's like this, <laughs> like water resistant material, basically like what, what like water and you're sports in a things sitting are made position. Out. Yeah. And it's got, they've got like little handles that you, you hold on to. And you just like hold on right. for dear for dear life, and so Meredith's yeah. boss is just like swinging it, like he's just he's going left and then right, and we're hitting yeah. the wakes and hopping up and down and yeah, swinging it way out wide, bringing it back to the other side, and yeah, like just and you got, this is like a dual thing. You and Meredith are on there together. Yeah, on the same thing, just holding on for dear life, and he's hitting like thirty five, which may not sound like a lot, but when you're in a oh boat, no, that's a lot on the water. You're, dude. you're thirty five miles an hour dude. is moving. Yeah, <laughs> you're cruising. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, this is this is not my not my speed, literally. But and you got you got launched, obviously. I didn't. I was close. We were what? real close. Had two instances. I a couple years back when we did this work retreat for her work, I got I got flipped. But yeah. I've so you, to, to hold on. Y- that's what bugged you is the water below at that speed. I feel like I don't even think about what's below me at that speed. Oh, I'm if absolutely. I'm, that, that's if the I'm only thing I'm thinking about. Water, if I'm just like treading and just there, just can't see my toes. Right for the picking. What's down? Are there eels in lakes? I feel like there could be snakes. Are there? There's is definitely this alligator country. What what's going on? Do to fish enjoy sucking on toes? Speaking I'm not of on which, board. Speaking of which, did you hear the recent development with the Loch Ness monster? That video I sent you. Well, that was there a different. Apparently, there was like some uh, some new sighting or something. There's uh, you'd have to look. Yeah, it. I'll, I'll leave it up to the listeners. But there was something All new. Right. And I'll have I to think say. we were on board with. I think we officially said yes to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. all in on the Loch Ness monster. It's it's out yeah. there for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. But no, to answer your question, that's exactly what I'm that's the only thing I'm thinking about when we're going that fast because I know the second I get flipped. Yeah. Like Are, if you're did you have life jackets on? Yeah. But I'm saying if you get flipped, you're at the mercy of the the deepest parts of that water. Yeah. And I'm just I'm not into that. It's all I'll say. Uh, it's overall lake water just isn't isn't what you want. I mean, it's a good time, but I'm just—it's just not my speed. That's all. So, if you're listening, don't invite on me the to boat. the lake. On the boat, we're gold, right? Yeah, yeah. Jet ski? Have you gotten on a jet ski? Uh, no, I will never get on a jet ski. That puppy is the way right there. That you'll you'll be totally fine on one of those. Absolutely. I just have this irrational fear that at any point that I'm in the water, whatever I'm in, I'm gonna flip and. Then I'm gonna I'm I'm dead. I'm done at that point. I'm done at that you point. You know your boundaries. That's all that matters. Look, I know my limits and I don't I don't mess with them. I, that's I guess the key to not makes sense. dying a a senseless death. I don't know. It's fair. Speaking uh of dying a senseless senseless death, this uh Andrew Benintendi update, not good for my health. Not good for my health. I was curious if if that was gonna hit hard. Uh, I I wasn't sure. Is there still some emotional attachment there, or is it just weird? It's is this isn't like a Johnny Damon thing, is it? No, Damon. I'm. I think I'm out on Damon. Did, haven't I said that before? Is that yeah. where I'm at? Yeah, yeah. You're pretty over that. 
Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm out on Damon. Long hair, bearded Damon is is dead to you, right? That guy just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because they always get these guys when they match up in series. Like, who are you going with? And they always, for whatever reason, seem to go with the Yankees. And I'm like, look, you mean you're you're dead to me? Sorry. Yeah. Like it's fair. I'm just curious, but I, so this 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 hurt though. Is it because of this current circumstances? Because of this season? No. I may be exaggerating a little bit. It doesn't. I don't think it bothers me as much as I, I, I make it out to be. Like it's, it, I had been kind of preparing for this news for a number of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Before we get into this news, let's uh, let's run through a voicemail real quick. We do have a voicemail. I want to get into this and and cover this before we open up the Benintendi slash trade market talk. Uh, so let's let's just dive right in, shall we? Hey guys, this is John, otherwise affectionately known by you guys as John John. I'm a first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I was listening to episode earlier this week, and I heard your pilot buddy talking about how frustrated he was as a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan too, been for 30 plus years, and I don't think I've been more frustrated and furious than I am right now watching. Jed Hoyer not even tried to extend the heart and soul of this franchise and all this talk about him wanting to compete starting next year yet. He doesn't want to keep the one player that can actually help the the veterans and the young guys coming up. And it's just extremely frustrating. And then finding out they haven't made a meaningful extension talk with them since 2017, just, uh, just, it, it just boils my blood. Um, anyway, uh, I guess because it's trade deadline, I just wanted to ask, um, I just want to ask you guys a question, Kyle. If there's one move that that if you had if you had your say in one trade that the Red Sox could make um, at the trade deadline, what would it be? And uh, Nate, uh, same question for you, but for the Yankees, um, Juan Soto aside, uh, everyone wants Juan Soto or should want Juan Soto. But if there's one move that your that you can make for your team for the second half of the season going forward, uh, what would it be? And then I wanted to reiterate what um, uh, what old boy said um, earlier this week on the voicemails about you guys talking about the jerseys. I love to talk about jerseys. Um, you guys absolutely kill it with with all baseball talk, and it's not just the stats or the scores or the players. It's everything. That's what makes it so interesting. That's why I'm such a huge fan of you guys. Um, so keep it up. And uh, I guess if you could have uh, have have one team or if you can have a game where 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 uh with your favorite classic jersey of all time could be any team so you, you pick two teams and uh you pick the uh, uh the classic jersey for each team and then you see them play just so you can watch them uh play in their old school jerseys uh thanks guys um i'll hang up and listen thanks let's go john john's a guy let's go let's go he, he checked off all the boxes. He said, "I'll hang up. And, I'll hang up and listen." <laughs> Literally an episode after I asked to ask for that request, because we are, after all, turning this into a radio show. So uh, yeah. I'm here for it. What a voicemail! I'm over here just getting all all sorts of emotional in my feels. Um, where do we start? All right, first of all, the start Cubs. start with the yeah yeah. Let's start with the Cubs. Let's just let's dabble back into that for just a minute. First of all, before we even get into the 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 trade talk i put out a tweet the other day 
when it was uh it it would have been was it Wednesday? I think it was yeah, yeah, I think it was yesterday. So it was a it was a video which I'm sure you you've probably seen it by now, but it was the hug video between Ian yeah, and Wilson and, Contreras. Yeah. Yeah. And I tweeted that video with the caption Cubs fans must be getting pretty tired of seeing their guy shipped out every year. And some right. guy some guy had the audacity to follow up and say, "Relax, it's been 2 years." And then so on and so forth. But I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even read beyond that because I, I stopped at that point and I'm thinking, what are, like, how, what are we arguing about here? <laughs> so, so like, when, do, when does it become too much? The third year, the fourth year, yeah. it doesn't take away from the sting that Cubs fans yeah. are feeling even in back-to-back years. Because if you look at the guys that they shipped out and are planning to ship out, these aren't just freaking what was that guy? Joey butthole. These aren't Joey buttholes that you're shipping out. These are guys like, that won you the only ring you've seen in your generation in the three like, generations before you. Exactly. Like, like Jean John said, he said the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. And to see guys being picked off one by one, shipped out one by one, like it's a freaking Amazon warehouse. Yeah. That's tough. And just sit there and try to minimize it to two years. Uh, well, it's just two years. There's there's not going to be anything left. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there. Is he? Well, let me ask you this. Is is? And I, I I'm sure you can't give a thorough answer compared to a Cubs fan. But is is Wilson Contreras just the heart and soul by default at this point? Just because everyone else is gone? Well, I'll or be like, honest with you. Would you look at that? group of guys that core do you consider like Wilson Contreras that guy I I've always thought it was like Rizzo well I'm glad like you I, asked that because when I, I I've been seeing all these like heart and soul monikers attached to Wilson Contreras yeah. and I was like surely that can't be the case like he hasn't been there that long bro's been there since like 2016 since yeah. they won the whole thing yeah and I'm like and okay he came well that big in that in that whole entire postseason run multiple times so yeah so that changes my perspective on it a little bit because i guess that that aspect of his career kind of slipped my mind because it's like okay we had we had the cubs had their moment right and it's just been eh, since then and so i'm like well surely cubs fans don't feel that same attachment but i guess for some reason it just slipped my mind that he was part yeah. of that group as well so then it, it reshifts my whole mindset on the value that he holds, not even just on the field, but as a player and as a, as yeah. an individual and, and what he means to these fans. So I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it when I'm seeing these, these hug watch videos, when I'm seeing tips of the crowds to the fan, like I, I get he it. Loves I get it. it. He, he loves it. He, I think it's it. just like, he see, you see it on his face. Like he, he truly wants to be there and it upsets him that this is even happening or potentially happening. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't understand. We've talked about it before. Like, I, I don't get the whole thing at all. If, if the Cubs were just transparent and they just came out and said and let their fans know, hey, this is the route we're going. But you give this like false hope of, I mean, the, the Seiya Suzuki signing was the one that confused me the most. And I get that the international one, it's like everyone puts in their bid and then he kind of chooses where he wants to go. Why put in a bid? what what a for what is this a trade chip eventually are you wanting to build around him for years i've just heard of like let's just 
get to the point where Jason Hayward's contract is going to die off, but now he's going to be the last one hanging on. It's I don't I don't understand any of this. Um, but Wilson Contreras is going to go to a contender. It's just a matter of of when he's going. And uh, I think the big question mark is that I keep hearing now of like certain teams wanting potentially move him to a new position. Because they, I mean, it's weird. You can't trade midseason for a catcher and expect them to gel immediately with the whole staff. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's that's it's actually kind something of the, I I hadn't considered when I started. It's a weird. I I think that's the only thing. That's the only thing that's kept him from being moved off, uh, like sent somewhere else already. Yeah, I think it's the only thing. So you look at a team where you just you try to figure out, okay, well, what team is okay just letting a pitching staff continue to do their thing? And everyone, I keep, I, in my mind, think Astros could see a little bit of, of Mets. But Astros, you're like, what, what are you going to mess with? That rotation and that, I mean, everything that they've done pitching-wise this year has been rock solid. Do you want to rock that boat? It's weird. I mean, it's at a, a certain thing. point, though, you need a little bit of accountability at the plate. I think I saw something today that said their catch, their platoon behind yeah. the dish is hitting like a buck fifty or something, buck yeah. sixty maybe. Not yeah. good. I mean, do you risk rocking the boat to at least get a little? I mean, I know, I know, catching is or uh, the catching position is probably the least position you're most least concerned yeah. or you're least concerned with yeah but that you got you got to have something there well I, and and the other thing i think about it and the reason i kind of narrowed it down to those two teams is i think of the the maturity of those rotations when you look at the mets scherzer is going to tell you what's going to happen and you're just yeah. going to fall in line safely say the same thing about degrom and on the astro side you can say that about verlander so you're just going to fall in line. Um, I don't know. And then you got you got the the weird DH in both of those teams where you're Don. Are we going to see him in the outfield during the postseason or not? Doubtful. The Mets. Are you you know are you going to play a Contreras out of position or keep him at DH or you know so there's a lot of question marks there, and I think the same. Overall contenders or and and the people that are in the mix for Soto are probably waiting to let that chip fall. Speaking of moves, the what was it? The first second part of his question: the moves we would like to see for the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, uh, for me, very easy. You need you need a first baseman. I'd love to see Josh Bell at first. Um, that's not even. You're, you think they're buyers? Well, I'm saying. Well, sorry. I guess I should have clarified. I, I, I was under the impression that was the question for both of us. But I guess he just said. Did he say just move in general? So I could technically uh, be yeah, selling. I, I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm more curious to hear what you would sell and 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 what you're hoping for. Because I know everyone knows that you can see the you know certain holes that need to be plugged with the Red Sox, but it's like, are they buyers at this point? All right, for the sake of making the question, for the sake of making the question interesting, I'll say I'll say what I would sell. And to be honest with you, 
I everybody feel but Xander. It was no, 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 not even that, not even that. And I think this may come as a shock to you, but I think it hit me yesterday that I've mentally prepared myself to part ways with JD Martinez, and I'm actually okay yeah. with it. For the longest yeah. time, I was like, no, you need you need Xander, you need Rafi, you need JD. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not. S- he hasn't had the greatest year in terms of power. I mean, he's he's still he's still finding gaps, but I would I would like to as, as much of a freak as he is in terms of hitting and the science behind it and all that that we've talked about it at length. I would love to be able to get ahead of any sort of major decline that, yeah. that lay ahead of him. And just get what you can for him. Well, you're not going to re. Were they going to re-sign him? Did you hear any rumors of that? Uh, in terms of re-signing, I can't. I don't think so. But he's a he's a type of guy that's made it clear that he he loves Boston and like absolutely wants to be here. It, so it's what's, not like what's a, to say this isn't a this isn't a little rental okie doke and any any signs back with Boston in the off season? Because we've we've seen instances of that being the hope and it just doesn't happen and we don't get yeah. the guys back that we would like to get back. Um, yeah. You have a landing yeah. spot for him prediction. I don't. I mean, I keep hearing Mets. I, I see really, Mets. I yeah. see Mets. I see. I see Mets for either JD or Mancini. One of the yeah. two. Another guy, which I saw a video of him today with the the hug watch, yeah. Yeah. waving to the fans. I, that's weird to me. Do they are they talking with the front office or something throughout the week? Do they have an idea? I think. I just. I think it's the agent. I think it's the agent playing that that middleman that's going to be a little more straight up with them and say, "Look, like it's likely, it's it's going to happen. It's just it's a matter of where." Um, I, well, I saw it to, I, the video was from today, so I'd have to look at the schedule. It's possible they're out of town this weekend, and yeah, he probably thinks he'll be gone before they get back. I'm not I, sure. I just, I'm not sure where yeah. they're at this weekend. Yeah, but um, now is I mean, is there anything you're hoping in return? Does it matter? Just a couple, some, some top thirty prospects, kind of thing. I, I mean, I guess it, getting anything back for JD in terms of major league ready, it's like for what if yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna start chipping away, why bother? Like yeah, eh. Is there any hope of re-signing Eovaldi? Honestly, another. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another guy that I think I've mentally part. Of. I traded him away in fantasy. Yeah. So if I'm doing that, it sounds it sounds silly, but if I'm doing that, I'm like, okay, I I think I'm mentally prepared to to, yeah. to part ways. It sucks. I love Yavaldi. I think he's mm-hmm. been great, and I think I mean, even though he's in a little bit of a slide, I think you know he's he's one of our better guys. But yeah. Uh, what about you for the Yankees? It's I mean it's Luis Castillo or bust in in my mind as a fan. I I think um, he's he's continued to just dominate. And even when he was visiting against New York a couple of weeks ago and the Reds put it on him a little bit, he just he was calm, cool, collected. Uh, they did ask him questions about hair and beard and everything. He's like, I don't care. I'm all good with it, man. And I think he's got the right mentality and I think he's got the right kind of, you know, personality to fit into, you know, a, a big city like that. Um, and it's, and it's almost got to be a block to anybody else. Uh, I'm going to be devastated to see him go anywhere else. Um, so that's my number. That's probably my number one hope for the Yankees. Cause the, 
the rotation is just, it was a good story. Um, and it's just, it was a Cinderella story for a while, but it's like, you know, law of averages, we both speak on it. When you look at it, it's like Montgomery, Tyone, guys like that. You know, Nestor is even starting to come back down to earth the last few months. They need a true number two to, to back up Cole and somebody that can, can actually potentially be an ace elsewhere kind of guy. And I don't see anyone else on the market outside of Castillo. Frankie Montas is, is a great plan B. But it's got to be Castillo. Which reminds me, it's a it's a great time to remind the the chasers, the listeners, uh, that we are at that time of the year. It happens every year, where we need to preface our conversation. Yeah, by it'll saying, be outdated within the next forty eight hours. I'm sure. Within the next forty eight minutes, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> there some trade will drop here tonight once these games start wrapping up. Um, so just want to put that out there. So forgive us. Uh, yeah. Apologize in advance if this is as uh, as of seven fifteen Pacific time on 10, Thursday 11. the twenty eighth. So we got these East Coast games wrapping up just about yeah. now as as we're recording. So if something happens, hopefully we can cover it. But if not, if it happens after, we'll 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 get to it. No worries. Yeah. Um, which also not a bad time to remind the people that uh, we've got we're we're passing on. I think I'll try to remember at the end of the episode to mention it, but we've got, we're going to pass on Monday's episode because yeah. there's literally zero sense in recording the day before the trade deadline. So we'll yeah. loop back. Uh, we'll loop back with you guys on uh, the following Thursday. Uh, we'll do a whole big trade yeah. deadline recap. Yeah. Uh, before we dive headfirst into this uh, Ben and news, let's wrap up the question, a dream game, of just uniforms, a dream matchup. Who are you going with all time? All time. I think I need a refresher. Uh, all time, huh? So we've got the Diamondback set yeah, that everybody were... loves, purple and teal. We've got yeah. the... The old Cardinals jerseys, the true powder blues, not the, not the 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 remix that they've got going this year. Um, you've got the Braves whites. Uh, that's not helpful with like the royal blue. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh huh. With the uh, the patch on the side. Uh, you've got the Devil Rays set. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good baseball jerseys. That's tough, dude. All time putting us on the I spot. Know. I know. I mean, it's a great question, but that's tough. Um. Oof, man. I think I'm Here's... on record, or maybe you're on record from, at like probably years ago at this point on on an episode saying. That the Cardinal, like the original Cardinal powder blues were mm-hmm. possibly the best uniform yeah. in baseball. I think that's that's gotta be my pick, the OG one. Um yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's just it's just money, especially with the stirrups. Come on. I think I'm gonna go there and then I gotta be honest. I I I think I'm one of I'm I'm in the minority for sure. But I think 
I hate those those old Astros ones with the big horizontal stripes. I was I'm never like the Nolan days. Like I I just yeah it, they've I, I never done them. it for me. I don't I don't them. see why they're a classic like all time. Um, ooh, I forgot about the I'm Angels. S- the Angels sets. The Angels sets from like the the Tim Salmon Troy Gloss days. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are pretty. Oh, and the Marlins can't forget the Marlins, dude. Can't forget the Marlins. That teal, teal and black. Oof, that's clean. I think, um, this is not popular just because it's newer, but the the black Orioles jersey to me is one of the greatest jerseys of all time. I love that jersey so much. It's I, I, I can't help it. I'd, I'm going to have to go with the classic Cardinals versus I might agree the, with the, you. I, the black Orioles jersey. I might have to agree with you on that because there was nothing better than watching Cal lay out for a ball, get up, and just seeing dirt all over the front. So clean. That jersey is so clean. That might, it's, yeah. Yeah. I might be right there with you. All right. That's, there you go. That's clean. That's real solid. I mean, there's so many good. I mean, there's, baseball yeah, is this so is a tough rich. question. Someone's gonna lose on that one. It's just the yeah. way it is. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Ben and Tendy, let's get back into it. So you got three minor leaguers heading back to New York, uh, back to Kansas City for the move. Uh, in return, you got right-hander uh, Beckway, right-hander Chandler, Champ, Champlin, Champlain, Champlain. And left-hander TJ Sikema, Sikema. Yeah, um, I know Sikema, you were happy about it. Yeah, stoked. Sikema and and Beckway are the two headlining names there. Um, I think Beckway was probably like the the best name of the three, and he's still like, yeah, I think he's high A right now. Uh, this was huge. This was a, uh, I mean, every other trade prediction and and mock trade that was drawn up was including bigger names than that for Benintendi. It was including Luis Heel and and Duhar and you know Clark Schmidt and guys like that. And that's where you feel like, okay, well maybe we're we're damaging the future just a hair by giving those names up. These guys are these guys are still years away. And th- this makes sense. And Benintendi is the absolute perfect addition to a semi one-dimensional lineup. You know, they've gotten better. This lineup has definitely gotten better over the last few years as far as bringing in, you know, different dimensions. Cause IKF is, you know, he's a contact guy. He's a tough strikeout DJ. We already know, but Benintendi is like the, the anti Joey Gallo. He is like the polar opposite uh strikeout rate is like a third of what Gallo does. And speaking of which, uh, you see that's do you see that stat entering today? The hits the, versus the post that I put out. <laughs> Judge has 38 home runs, Gallo has 37. How are we Oh man? Dude, Nate, serious question. I don't get how it. how are we it's July twenty eighth, and yeah. Joey Gallo has 30, 37 hits. Yeah. Dude, come on. Yeah, it's it's bad, it's bad. Um, I don't, I I don't know why he's still in the lineup. 
I don't know, and we'll get to the series between the Mets in a minute, but I don't know why he pinch hit against Edwin Diaz. Like I, I want to believe that it's like the front office is almost trying to say, okay, well, we got to get him out there because if he does run into baseballs for the next few weeks, uh, the next week or so, or next few days, it does uh, slightly increase his, his value than any trade talk. I throw the guy on waivers at this point. I mean, he's he's just lost. He's just lost. And it I I don't I'm not even mad about it anymore. I'm just I genuinely feel bad for the guy. Like get this guy as far out of the spotlight as possible right now because any longer of this and he's and he's going to get into like Chris Davis territory. And that's not good because we've seen what he can do. He is a gold glove defender. And he can hit the ball very far. He knows how to hit. It's just this is this was the biggest failure. This is arguably one of the worst players in, in Yankee history. And it and it's that's bad. I feel bad for the guy. But he's he's gotta go. And Ben Attendee is just it's it slides right in. He's a contact guy and he provides a lot of balance through that lineup. You can put him at the top. You can let him flip the lineup over towards the seven, eight, nine range. He is perfect. Not to mention he's a lefty, so it overall just makes a ton of sense. I personally would back him up at at the two spot, right behind DJ. Yeah, and I would I'd, slide Judge at third. Yeah, two is kind of the spot when I think of Benny. I think of him being in the two spot. Uh, coming into Thursday today, uh, or I should say through Wednesday. Um, which, yeah, yesterday would have been his last game with the Royals. Mm. Uh, he was hitting a career hitting a career best three twenty with three bombs and thirty nine ribbies with a seven eighty eight OPS through ninety three games. Uh, he's eligible for free agency at the end of the season. So as yeah. as you mentioned, uh, more than likely a rental. Mm-hmm. Um, for those wondering how he hits in Yankee Stadium, he's hitting. 261 with seven homers and 20 RBIs in 30 career games. So I'll take I mean, that. Yeah. All things considered a much better fix than uh, anything else you're putting out there, including Joey this, Gallo. So hundred percent. And this feels like a new Benintendi, doesn't it? This doesn't, this isn't like, he's not the, the old, like he used to chase pop a little bit more when he was a Red Sox. I feel like now he's just, he's only got three jacks on the year. I feel like he's just completely changed his approach. And I'm yeah, cool I think with it. it. I think he's honing in on his strength his strengths a little bit more and just kind of coming into pepper. the player that he probably is better suited to be and trying yeah. not to be something that he's not. Yeah. Um but you know, like I said, a good fix. Hey, it pains me to see it. But uh look. This is the first, the first ever Yankee I've ever had on my on my fantasy roster. So, <laughs> I guess it's a weird, first time. Huh? First time for everything. Um, oh, I'm sure you'll trade him fairly soon. Nah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But summing up on this trade, uh, overall, excellent. This is what I was hoping for. This leaves a lot of pieces still in play to go do more trades, and there's no reason why the Yankees shouldn't be getting at least Castillo and maybe even another reliever. There's no reason this should not happen. 
I feel like the great part about this trade, like you already alluded to, is you 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 get Benintendi giving away guys that all for all intents and purposes don't mean really anything to you, and you no. can save those other names for possibly a bigger guy or yep. a more pressing need that you can yeah. flip those guys for. So, look, I'll give it to him. That was a win for the Yankees. Whatever. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna go too far into it, but. Well, we already talked. About, I mean, this is the this is the last this is the last go around for Cashman, and he's 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 going down swinging. He has to, otherwise, he's gone. Wasn't looking too good for the Yankees after a sweep to the Mets, two game sweep in Queens. Okay, look, we just got done talking about the Yankees. We don't need to make this another Yankees segment. Let's let's focus on the Mets here. But before sure. we do. I I feel like we need to bring this to the table because this happens with a lot of fan bases. This happens all across baseball. You get two fan bases that claim they don't care about the other or they're not impressed by the other or they're not. Mm -hmm. And when I say fan bases, I mean regarding the other team. Yeah. Mets fans not not being threatened by the Yankees and vice versa. You get this all you get this cross baseball, the Dodgers and the Padres, the Red Sox and Yankees, so on and so forth. But they always seem to come come out of the woodworks when it's time to play. And it's like, oh, yeah. this is like the World Series. And this happened to be one of those series where it's like you got yeah. fans pretending like they don't care. More so for the Yankees because they took two straight losses to the Mets. But then on the flip side, you got the Mets caring seemingly a, a lot about these two games. Yeah. And then you got Yankees fans being like, well, congratulations, you won the July World Series. So where do you, I mean, you're, I'll give it to you. You're a very reasonable level-headed fan. So you're not going to get too high. You're not going to get too low. Yeah. But would you agree that that seems to be like a thing around baseball? Oh yeah, where you got, for sure. You got both fans, yeah. like if they win. The it's, one foot it's, in, one foot out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and then if you lose then it's like, well, I don't, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Take your world series in July. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying all that to say, I, I think fan bases across the board can yep. be pretty hypocritical oh yeah for sure i definitely agree there uh overall i mean you can't ignore the fact this was like playoff atmosphere both those games for sure the energy in the stadium that was absolutely playoff atmosphere um fans little, were hyped there and and it's been a hot minute since both teams have been this good well a little note here that i i just discovered before we hopped on the mets yankees game tuesday night uh earned the largest mlb audience on tbs since 2009 there you go so to sit here and say baseball is dead and no no shot dude and this is this is look it it, even if you hate them which majority of fan bases do or majority of fans in general do you still tune in that's that's the whole point you love to hate these teams or you love to love them there's no in between and uh i think there there was that buildup. now as far as where i sit with this um i during the game i get i get into it and i get caught up in moments and i get pissed when when things don't go right so i'll admit that i'll fall into that and i care during the game and then after the game i kind of like i have to like remind myself of like oh it's all good like it's july we're chilling it's fine and you have to think of the matchups you know and overall i mean i I thought domingo herman looked pretty good against scherzer Scherzer gave up quite a few bullets. I mean, there were some hard hit balls. Josh Donaldson hit like three hard hit balls. 
um, IKF a couple, Trevino a couple. So like there were hard hit balls, which is right at guys. And I even told Paige, I was like, you know what? You could just tell when certain games have this flow of like, it's not going your way. And there were a lot of instances with the Yankees. I was like, it's just not going their way tonight. And sure enough, you know, Marte, uh, walks it off. So, uh, but the Mets are real. I know you're still, you know, holding out, but the Mets are real. And hey, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you had you didn't ask me right out of the gate about where I stand on that. Let me let me yeah. just let me just address the people because I, I know they're just dying to know. Because <laughs> look, the, the Angels were that 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 narrative's done. Like they've they've totally oh, fallen they by the way. Don't even exist. Yeah, yeah that they, I don't even acknowledge that, them. That story, I put a nice bow on that. We're done. I I nailed it. I was been saying it since March. We're done. We're done with the Angels. No need to cover anything about them again. July 28th, you can officially say the Angels are dead. We're moving on. Mets, however, that's the that's the other story that I've been I've been preaching on since the start of the season and even before. I will say. This is the closest I've probably been to saying that the Mets are real. <laughs> after, after seeing this past series, and look, yeah. I know it's just a two-gamer. It's not a huge deal, all things considered. But like yeah. you said, playoff atmosphere, potential World Series matchup, who knows? They showed up. Yeah, and they did. And so did City Field. And yeah. that to me, that says a lot. And yeah. it uh, a relatively a, consequential a, thing. When it comes down to it, this is a midweek interleague matchup. I was just about to say, all things considered, it's pretty inconsequential, but the fact that this wasn't a weekend matchup. Right. You had people coming out in droves during the middle of the week. That says a lot to me. And so, I mean, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not coming, I'm not stepping over the line yet. Yeah. This is about as close as I've come to the line. So, look, I'll admit, hand up. Getting a little, getting a little nervous with my Mets narrative here, but just wanted to, wanted to put that out there. And they're, they're going to be buyers too. They're going to add to what's going on. And so I, I think this meant more to the Mets than it did the Yankees. I genuinely feel that way. Absolutely. Just because of I, you could just look. I mean, the the matchups, and if this ends up being a World Series, you know, matchup. I'm glad the Yankees lineup got to see Scherzer. I'm glad they got to see that. I'm glad they saw Taiwan Walker. Um, now, bad, unclutch runners in scoring position hitting by the Yankees is bad. It's been bad all month. I'm not saying they're, that they have any excuses here. They've been playing bad baseball. But, again, Montgomery versus Taiwan Walker, you kind of say that's pretty even, maybe a wash. But for Scherzer against Herman, Herman's second start of the year, I'm okay with how they did it. And and the bullpen did okay with the Yankees as well. But the the Mets have this it's momentum at this point. I think they just have a lot of momentum. Yeah, and, look, and they're pumped. The, the, the Yankees didn't need these wins. Yeah. For the Mets, though, you got the It meant it meant something. The little brother wins. That's what it bra- meant. It meant something and you gotta, you gotta remember that the Braves are breathing, they're breathing down your neck. Yeah, and so 
I, I know it's an interleague matchup, but just in terms, like you said, that momentum, that's huge. Yeah. And even though it really doesn't do all that much for you in terms of your you divisional race. Team, you beat the best record in baseball right now. So, so I mean, yeah. good, look, good for the Mets. I'm not going to. This, if if yeah. you came here for some sort of Mets bashing or or doubling down on my narrative, it's not. I'm you're going to be yeah. sadly disappointed because I got nothing but respect for the Mets on this particular day. What tomorrow? I'm curious holds? to see. Oh well, speak of the devil. Mets just got Tyler Naquin as we're talking about it right now. There you go. And That's some Tyler lefty. Um. I don't get that. Do you have a do you have a a quote a quote card worthy take on the future of this potential matchup come October? Are you feeling are you feeling hot right now? Are you feeling spicy? Or do you want to you want to hold off? Oh, I got to I got to hold off. Okay. Cause, that's fair. Cuz and here's why cuz I've watched Time and time and time again, where we feel like the Yankees are going to go all chips in the middle of the table at the trade deadline, and they don't. So I'm not getting too hyped up. I gave you my wish list. That's what every Yankee fan is hoping for right now. But are we going to be surprised if it doesn't happen? No, we can't be because it's happened time and time again. So until after the trade deadline, I'm going to hold off on... Any any type of that talk. And I'm trying. I'm trying. You got to give me credit this year, man. I'm trying to be trying to keep my feet on the ground. Trying to keep my feet on the ground and still still be realistic. I but hate this team is definitely ex- This team is exciting. I'll tell you that. I'll be unrealistic about anybody I else. Hate, I cannot I re- realistic. Mate. I can't do this with the Yankees, dude. I'm like, <laughs> my, I can't do this. If I get too hyped, I will be crying in October. Tears will be coming need. down my that's cheeks. That's what the people need. I Nate, can't you gotta, do it yet. Give me until gotta, after the deadline. I'll commit to it next week. I promise you, I'll commit to it next week. It's it's. There's a quote out there. It's something along the lines of. It's good for your soul to com- to to invest in something that you that's out of your control. I need you to just go all in this year. You need to be writing it, greeting cards. It, it, thank you, thank you. You need yeah. to just acknowledge that this is the closest you've you've been able to taste a world's forget forget the trophy, just <sighs> the appearance in a long yeah. time. Yeah. In well, a long time, I mean, and I, so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need more. 2017 feels a long time ago, and that was one game away, and that is still I still feel a sting there. So, I'm I'm just yeah. I'm saying in terms of dominance, like it's it's been a minute, um, for sure, for sure. Speaking of dominance, can we uh, talk about what's going on with Mike Trout? Wow, has my has my has my opinion shifted on Mike Trout in the last 48 hours? I mean, this is what I've been saying since the beginning of the year. I told you. Everyone was talking when that stat came out about how he's played in less games than to judge the last few years. And it's like, now you're starting to open your eyes. This is this is why I can't I don't have GOAT conversations when you're still playing. I'm not gonna can, have that conversation. Can we have a GOAT conversation about Big League Chew? Of course. <laughs> Hello. 
B-O-C-G-O-A-T? I got the best text from my mom the other day. Let me pull it up. Let me hear it. My mom texted me yesterday when I was at work. She said, my last trip to the store, I got you a bucket of seeds and a 10-pack of BLC. They're down, in the la- they're down in the laundry room. So they're just sitting there waiting for me. And I was like, you I, know re- what? I remember the gold mine of your parents' oh, yeah. laundry room. It's just the snacks snack. galore. Snacks on snacks on snacks. It's a snack bar down there. It's ridiculous. I love it. I they love got it. that Mama, Mama Corman. Mama Corman just coming in clutch with the. Was it David's? Was that the bucket oh, of yeah. seeds? Yeah, had to. I know. got one in the. She she got me another one. I'm still working on the one that's in the back of my car right now. Yeah, it's like three quarters <laughs> of the bucket left. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be swimming in seeds here soon. <laughs> the salt intake is ridiculous. It's David's, dangerous. David's original just destroys all cheeks i'm sorry it's It's worth it though but it's it's that's a fight well what saves your cheeks is big league chew baby founded by former left-handed pitcher rob nelson big league chew started from humble beginnings in the portland mavericks bullpen in 1977 for more than 40 years the iconic pouches packed with shredded flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. You just saw it last week, didn't you, pal? In the Hall of Fame. Gum. Come on now. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram. Show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. BLC. Big League Chew. We're not going to name other brands here because no free ads. But if your favorite gum isn't Big League Chew, is that gum in the Hall of Fame? No. No. Don't bother looking it up. I already know the answer. It's not. No other gum in any other sport will ever be in the Hall of Fame. It's Big League Chew only. It's literally Big League Chew and the rest. It's it's it. Your favorite gum, if it's not Big League Chew, means nothing. It's a old Robbie boy got uh, got a lot of airtime on that documentary. By the way, I'm proud of uh, him. I have got to watch it. He this looked weekend. good. He looked good. Give it a give it a give it a viewing. It's only about an hour and a half. It's not too bad. I'm, it's, I'll get and to you learn some weekend. stuff, dude. It's cool. You have my word. I'll, I will get to that this weekend. Fair. And we'll Fair. we'll uh, we'll loop back on that. Uh, but yeah, Mike Trout. Let's uh, let's loop back on on this conversation because. Like I said, my my whole perspective on Mike Trout has really shifted. And what's what's concerning because if you're not familiar with the with the news that just came out, the head trainer came out and revealed that Mike Trout has a rare spinal condition that could affect him for the rest of his career. This is also the last statement you'll ever hear from that trainer. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. guy will have no microphones anywhere near him ever again. Head trainer just got demoted to intern. <laughs> He's got to work his way back up the ladder. What are you um, doing, bro? <laughs> Such a hey, bold look, move. Hey, look. It, Give me a, that clickbait. In an, <laughs> I, hey, look, I'm here for it. In, his, yeah. in an organization that's as fraudulent as the Angels, yeah. I, love a little, some topics. I love a little reality. I love a little transparency. Like, good for the yeah. trainer. Call yeah. it like he's... The thing, <laughs> the thing that bugs me about this whole situation is he comes out and says that, and then I, what was it? There was a specialist, I believe, 
uh, yeah, the doc, uh, I guess he met with, or the doctor just shared his opinion on the matter yeah. and said, the, the doctor's quote is saying, this is a pretty rare condition that he has right now on his back. Uh, and this doctor is one of the, I have a note here. It says he's one of the most well-known spine surgeons in the country, if not the world, and says that he doesn't see a lot of these. So that right there should tell you something. Like if you have one of the best spinal surgeons in the world saying, Hey, look, just want to put this out there. It's, this isn't really a common thing amongst the average person. If he's coming out there and saying that a little alarming, little, little cause for concern. Sure. And, and then he goes on to say, and for it to happen to a, in a baseball player, we just have to take into consideration what he puts himself through with hitting, swinging on a daily basis, just to get prepared. And then also playing in the outfield, diving for balls, jumping into the wall, things like that. There's so many things that can, that can aggravate it, but this doctor hasn't seen a lot of it. Here's the part that really, really concerns me. Mike Trout apparently comes out and says, I got back and my phone was blowing up. My career is over, he said. It's just rare for a baseball player. I just have to stay on top of it. And and then I think he, he said something along the lines of like, I'll be back this season. Don't worry. Like, I'm fine. And I'm like. That's what he said last year about his calf. That's, yes, that's what. He, it's exactly In my May. point. In <laughs> May. And he didn't come back like the rest of the year, At right? all. At all, dude. He gets hurt I, like the second game of the season. I'll be back. What's the point of coming back? Why? For what? To Hold see on. Shohei fart and pitch and bat all in the same game? And blowing some big league chew. Look, let me let me finish my thought here. The thing that The thing that concerns me, and I get it. If you're Mike Trout, you have to just, even if the doctor comes out and says this, you have to come out and and acknowledge that you're not concerned about it. You're not letting it affect your approach or your mentality at the sure. plate in the field on a daily basis as a member of the Los Angeles angels. Yeah. But the whole like nonchalant, like kind of shrugging it off. Like, dude, I hope that at least behind like forward facing, if you want to just kind of let it roll off, that's fine. But behind closed doors, when you're having these meetings and these conversations with these medical experts and like, yeah, for all, for all we know, led medical legends, if if he's one of the best around the world, I hope that you're taking it a little more seriously because if, like I said, if they are coming out and saying, this is pretty rare, this is cause for concern because not only is this rare, yeah, you're a professional athlete and you're doing things that the average person doesn't do, nor yeah. should they be doing because their body isn't meant to be pushed to that limit mm-hmm. because you're doing things that we've never seen before. You're one of the greatest to ever play this game. Sure. Just take it with a, just take it a little cautiously. And you got, I just, I'm not getting this, this feeling from Mike Trout that he's, he's all that concerned because he thinks, well, I'll be back. I'll, I just got to, I got to stay on top of my routines. Got to do this. Got to do yeah. that. I'm like, Mike, we haven't seen the greatest track record when it comes to, hey, I just got to stay on top of it and I'll be back because there's been a lot of gaps where we haven't seen Mike Trout. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, at what point, at what point is en- is enough enough? And you just got to like, something's got to give. Well, it's just, it's weird because like you can tell he's a winner. Then you can tell that that type of answer is is made for a team that's in contention. You know what I mean? 
I'll be back. All good. Don't worry. I'm coming back. Like, this is my squad. This is our year. I'll be back. For what? Not for this team. Not for teams. Not for this team taking calls on, on Shohei. This is a joke. The fact that he signed this contract was arguably one of the biggest mistakes any athlete has ever made in any sport ever. Committing to this organization for this long was a horrendous mistake. And the severity of injuries moving forward, we'll never know because they're always out of contention by June. You'll never know. How bad's the calf? Bad enough to keep me out of this pointless season, right? How bad is the back? I don't know. Bad enough to keep me out of the rest of this pointless season? How many times are we going to say this? How many times are we going to do this? This is a horribly run franchise. And at this point, can you get anybody to take on that contract? Which brings up the question. People, literally people have been DMing me saying, do you trade Mike Trout? And when I said my perspective on Mike Trout has shifted in the last 48 hours, at no point this year, last year, the year before, was I thinking Mike Trout's going to get traded. But now I'm sitting here going, I would demand one if I was Mike Trout. Is Mike Trout going to, honestly, look, Let's go back. Let's go back when he signed this contract. I remember saying specifically something I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of we got to give Mike Trout the benefit of the doubt for making this decision because we have to we have to just believe that the front office is being straight with him when they're when they say we're going to build around you and we're going to get you back to the postseason and we're going to do what it takes to give you a winning yeah. ball club to lead. And I said, time will tell, though. We have to wait it out. And we're now, how many how many seasons are we into this contract, or the, this extension? I don't even know. No idea. I haven't seen any, Four. I haven't seen any effort from this organization. Yeah, Shohei, okay. Again, you want to bid. Remember that. People don't understand that that's how international signings happen. You put in bids, and then that guy chooses. That's all it is. You 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 don't you don't up you don't offer some ridiculous number that makes it impossible to say no to. Everyone's putting in the same number for the most part. So he said yes to this as well. Right. It's the and angels. It's not like they're they're doing they they're I don't know if it's luck. Is it bad luck? I mean the Rendon stuff is bad luck. Yeah, and I was gonna say, look, I know there's there's probably people going, Well, they've dealt with injuries and you, if you go with the names that they had on paper, the team's a lot better. It's like, well, teams deal with injuries. I'm sorry. That's that's a, uh, that's not a mystery. I don't, and I don't even feel like I, I'm required to bring that up. That's just a, a reality of baseball. These things happen. Right. But I'm just seeing the most uninspired baseball from the Angels. Like, we're, we don't need to dive into this in depth. We've already, we've already beaten this horse. But... I don't I don't really know who to be frustrated with more. I don't know whether to be more frustrated with the Angels for the reasons I just listed of not not fulfilling their presumed promise to Mike Trout when he signed this deal 
or if I'm more frustrated with Mike Trout for seeming like he just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't get this, this fire from Mike Trout. That's, and that's, that's what I'm saying about the severity of injuries. We don't, would this could be a very small injury. The last one could have been a very small injury. And the one before that could have been a very small injury because what's the point of coming back for a team that does this? What's the point of fighting for a team that's not fighting for you? Which is why that I'm sensing. I think it's a different story if he's elsewhere. If he's in Philly, his hometown, you know what I mean? Or, you know, his favorite team. And, right? Like if he's in a New York or an LA, that type of setting, it's a different story. I think he fights through a lot of this. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, not even so much with the injuries, but just the fire in general, where it's like, Mike, I know you're just wonder bread, easy going, don't rock the boat kind of guy. You just go out there, do your thing, lead by Show example, me emotion on that. something. Yeah. Ruffle some feathers. Give me like a yeah. sound bite to to show me your frustration with this team. Like put yeah. somebody put some put the front office on notice. Don't yeah. you don't have to call anybody out by name. You don't have to you don't have to throw your teammates. It never under happened, the bus. but I'm I'm here. I'm 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 with you. But like put the front office on notice more than what we've seen in years past. Like he's had a couple like little, little flare ups here and there, but I'm talking yeah. like it, express that you, something needs to change or you want, you want out of there. Like, I hate to say it, but let's turn this into the NBA. Like, give me, give me the quote card where it's like, look, if, if things aren't around here, don't change. I want out. Like I just need, I need some sort of fire from you, Mike. I just and, need and that's, it. That's also the other part to it. Like what team is going to say yes at this point? This is 35 mil a year for the rest of the way out until 2031. And you're not getting the guy that's going to be playing 150 games. It's just not the I don't the think case. that guy exists anymore. I mean, this is like, this is a combination for me between like Griffey and Don Mattingly. This is what it's starting to get into. Specifically because of Don Mattingly, like the lack of post-season, uh, postseason uh, appearances and things like that. He only got that one in 95. So it's like, is is that what it's going to be like with the level of, of GOAT status that we put on Griffey when he was playing? You know? So it's it's this is scary. This sucks. It's bad for baseball. But I, I don't know the severity of these injuries. Are you fighting differently when you're playing for a contender? Or are you going to continue to give me the same answers over and over again for a team that, again, just is constantly playing catch up on, on the mistakes they've already made. They've drafted like of the last two years, like 85% of their picks have been pitchers because they know how bad they've been. At what point are you just like, what am I holding on for? Yeah. And look, I, I, I feel bad. I, I, I don't want to come out and sound cold hearted. I should have prefaced this conversation by saying like, I'm, it doesn't bring me any joy that Mike Trout, is dealing no, with sucks. this back situation, especially if it's yeah. something that's going to affect him for the rest of his life. I get it. There, there's more, more to this than just baseball. But it, from a baseball perspective, we are here talking about baseball. If you look at strictly what's happening on the field, or or what's not happening on the field, I guess is a better way of putting it. We're we are quickly approaching Griffey status when it yeah. comes to Mike Trout, like you said, with in terms of the talent 
that was there and you saw flashes of it, even at times for extended periods. Yeah. But not over the course of a career. And it sucks that we're missing out on that. But if this continues, I just don't think there's any way around that. And you have to remember, he's not 24. He's 30. Your body doesn't get better. You know what I mean? This isn't something, and, and he's playing every day. We see longevity, and we see guys that figure it out, typically from the mound. You don't really see guys that age well as far as position players go. Definitely not guys that play up the middle. Sad. But this Sad. is, again, I'm, I'm not going to have this. I will never have the GOAT conversation about a current player ever again. This is the nail in the coffin for me. I will never do it. Sorry. I mean, I I may not feel as strongly about it as you do, but I respect the opinion because I I can see where you're coming from. I, you can look at, at Mike Trout's career and recognize that yeah, maybe a, across, maybe a little pre, maybe a little across premature. sport, across sport comparison, because Griffey did put up Hall of Fame ridiculous numbers. Mike Trout's still not really there number of wise. Like he's not like a, he's not like top twenty. You know what I'm saying? Griffey was still. Yeah, we're not at way up. We're not there at that 500, runs. 600 home run threshold no, yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is more like Bo Jackson for me. You know what I mean? A guy that was just like a weird freak set of injuries that started to happen, then he was just done. And we never got to see him for a long enough period. Yeah. Sucks. It sucks. You know what doesn't suck, Nate? Seekeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. You're looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out with Seekeek? You can find tickets, games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks for making it even better for you if you're a first-time user SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. Cold hard cash. Enter promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's our social handle at checkout SeatGeek. Um... Look, we I think we mentioned here before, it just doesn't make sense for us to speculate on potential trades. Nah. Like I, I feel like it's it, I was going to ask you this. Would you say over the years that it's almost the I feel like these trade deadlines have gotten more predictable. Not in terms of like I think they've gotten more a, underwhelming. A big well, I think they go I think they go hand in hand is because mm -hmm. there's so much communication going on and there's so much, um, yeah. so much attention being placed on certain moves. And I honestly feel like call me crazy, but I feel like a lot of what happens on social media, the, the general sentiment from fan bases that I, I want to say that that gets heard a little more from these front yeah. offices than they used to. Yeah. And so I feel like that's somehow Definitely a great point. I feel like that somehow, I won't say messes with the mind of the front office, but it, it's got to sway to some degree. Oh, and yeah. So I, I feel like it makes it easier for these reporters to be like, okay, the Yankees are in on, on Ben and Tendi. And, yeah. and that, that's a pretty obvious hole to fill. But I'm just giving that as an example where it's like, okay, sure. the Yankees are in on Ben and Tendi. And that leads me back to my point where I was like, 
I feel like I'm getting better at preparing myself for such a move like this because I don't know. I just feel like they're they're almost becoming more predictable. Maybe I'm way off yeah. on that. Somebody tell me if you disagree, but I don't know. Well, I think it's I think it comes down to the guys that are pulling triggers on on deals. Um, where I I think we are learning names and knowing names of the front office more than ever. You know, and and yeah. I do think the average fan is more knowledgeable now than. 20 or 30 years ago because of social media, because of our, our access to media. Um, and I think also you, you think of the guys that pull the trigger and the owners where it's like those guys get influenced by that outside pressure more than what makes the most baseball sense. You know what I mean? Like those are the guys that are reading through Twitter. The owners are paying attention because their buddies are asking them and they're having those conversations. The front office guys, I bet they're freaking robots in real life. I bet they have no life. Brian Cashman has no life. There's no way he has time to have a life. He's got his family and the Yankees and that's it. That's all he's got. So I don't think he has time to read all that outside stuff. I do think it's that higher up that owner level that's, kind of fallen victim to what fans are wanting and wanting to see. And at a certain point, is that a bad thing or not? You know, I don't know. You got fan bases asking this, this much. And, and I think it's a different story when fan bases react poorly to a trade of a name. They don't know. IE clay Holmes last year, no Yankees fan knew what he was doing. No Yankees fan knew anything about him, and now he's a godsend. Now we're so thankful for him, right? So those are a different story. It's when they miss out on the big names. I think that's what affects fan bases the most. Is in, um, Yeah, I think it is becoming more predictable. And kind of just to wrap it up, the reason I brought that up is because as I was saying with my original point, I just don't feel like it makes much sense for it. Like if you came here to hear our thoughts on, on this potential trade or that, it just doesn't make sense for us to really speculate on this stuff. One, because it's going to quickly become outdated. And two, it's because, I mean, you can, you can spend hours talking about which player makes sense for this team. But at the end of the day, the team that wants to get that player is going to go out and get him. So I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for us to speculate a whole lot on it. But like I said, uh, just bringing it uh full circle here, we will have a trade deadline recap where we talk about all these things Absolutely. after they've happened to where it makes yeah. more sense to talk about them. And it, it just, it would be a more enjoyable listen for everybody. With that said, Nate, let's, uh, Let's get into our weekend series preview here real quick, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um, my series right off the top here has actually started. It's already underway. Um, I believe if the if game one hasn't already wrapped up, that's uh, yeah. It's sorry, guys. This is a just a little different schedule today. That's all. We normally hit this in the morning, but little had to little, adjust. Little yeah. lake day for old Casey. So yeah. apologize for that. Um, so game one, we'll just throw out of the book, uh, throw out the window, uh, game two. Look, if you're who like took me, game one, who took, uh, who took the Mariners Astros game one? Let's see who can get there quicker. So the Astros are coming off a sweep against the A's. No, 
Uh, are they? Yeah, they just right. got swept. Oh, you're saying the A's swept the Astros? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, currently top nine. Top Astros nine. are up 4-2. Did the Astros really get swept? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. A's yesterday. Three games uh, set in Oakland. A's yesterday, the day before. All right, go A's. Um, yeah, so game one, we'll throw that out the window. Game two, look, if you're like me and you were busy today and you weren't even able to catch game one, we're in the same boat. So <laughs> let's let's check out game two, three, and four. It's a four-gamer. Game two, you got Robbie Ray going for the Mariners. He's 8-7 and seven with a 3-9-0. Opponents are in 225 off him. His last outing took a loss first, none other than Houston. He went three innings, gave up six earned runs ten, on 10 hits, had one strikeout and no walks. He's he going is. up against... Mm. That it seemed is. like a fluke last year, didn't it? Yeah, that's not the that's not the Robbie Ray the Mariners were hoping for. Uh, just, he's going up against Justin Verlander, who's thirteen and three. He's got a uh, one eight six. Good lord! Opponents are hitting one ninety two off him. His last outing was against the Mariners. He had a win, went seven deep, had a one earned run on four hits, nine Ks, and two walks. Uh, game three, dominating be, for my fantasy team. Love it. I'll, I'm gonna try to get him from you. Uh, Chris Flexen <laughs> for the Mariners. He's seven and eight with a three seventy five, uh, three seven five ERA. Opponents rating two sixty two off him. His last outing was a win against the Rangers. Went six deep, had two runs on four hits, five Ks, and two walks. He's going up against Framber Valdez, nine and four ERA at a clip of two seven four. Opponents are hitting two fourteen. He's got a his last sighting was a win against the Mariners, went six and two thirds, three earned runs on eight hits, eight K's and one walk. And lastly, game four, George Kirby is two and three. Rookie's got a three five oh ERA. Opponents are in two sixty four. He had a no decision against Texas, went five innings, gave up no runs, allowed two hits, four strikeouts special and a walk. I'm excited to see how that develops. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going up against Jake Odorizzi, four and three, ERA of four two five. Opponents are in two forty eight off him. His last signing was a loss against the, the A's. Went five innings, gave up six earned runs, seven hits, two strikeouts, and one walk. Offensively, we're looking at Julio Rodriguez swinging a real Ooh, hot bat coming into yeah. into this series. As we said, already started, but overall, just been swinging a hot bat in general. Uh, entering Thursday, so not including tonight's game, uh, coming into the series, he was six for 21. He had three bombs, had 11 ribbies, and six strikeouts in his last five games. That does take him back before all star break because he did miss games after the all star game, yeah, with that sore wrist. So interested to see, but it looks like he's back. He didn't nuke, was that yesterday? I think it was yeah. yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, it was a game. It was a game winner. I think. Uh, yeah, he go ahead. Tank. I think. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, you got Jordan Alvarez. Uh, his last five games, again entering this series, entering Thursday, four for thirteen with two bombs, four ribbies, and four Ks. So, there is your series preview or continued preview for the Mariners and Astros. Love it. My weekend matchup, I, uh, I I snagged the Twins against the Padres out in San Diego. This is a three-game set, so it does begin Friday. 
game one, we got Joe Ryan going against Blake Snell. Joe Ryan is seven and three this year, two eight nine ERA, two oh seven opponent batting average. So he's been he's been lighting it up. Uh, last start was against the Tigers. He went five and two thirds, only gave up one earned run on one hit, seven Ks and one walk. I think that guy's real. I think he's real. Uh, Blake Snell this year, oof, rough, 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 rough. But had a good start last time out. Uh, he's two and five on the year, four seven four ERA. Opponents are hitting two twenty eight against him. Against the Mets, he went five innings, no earned runs, four hits, two walks, and five Ks. So solid for him. Uh, game two, I think this is where my eyes are at the most. Saturday, Sunny Gray. Uh, going up against Joe Musgrove. Cool guy, Joe. Uh, Sonny Gray, 5-3 this year, 3-5-2 ERA. Opponents are hitting 225 against him. Um, last time out against the Tigers, he went six innings, one run, two hits, seven Ks, one walk. I feel like Sonny Gray has kind of settled into himself out there a little bit in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Joe Musgrove, we already know. Been doing his thing all year. Eight and three, two six three ERA. Opponents are hitting only two oh seven against him. Um, did get touched up a little, a uh, little bit against the Mets. Uh, he went five and a third, five hits, four and runs, two walks, four Ks. And then lastly, Sunday matchup is going to be Dylan Bundy against Sean Manaya. Dylan Bundy is six uh, six and four this year, five oh two ERA. Opponents are hitting two seventy five. Good lord. Uh, last time out, he went four innings against Milwaukee, gave up five runs, seven hits, five Ks, and uh, and two walks. That's a lot against the Milwaukee offense. Let's be real. And Sean Manaya, thank God I got rid of him on fantasy. This guy hey, has just been that's a first so... place Milwaukee Brewers you're talking about there, pal. Hey, I understand. They, you, we all know they can't hit with the best of them. So, Sean Manaya. Sayonara, pal. You uh you were way too up and down for me on the fantasy squad. Uh he's five and five this year, four three three ERA, two thirty-nine opponent batting average. And against Detroit his last time out. Only went three and a third, four in runs, one walk, four Ks. Woof. Uh, my offensive stars. Uh, these guys, look, they headline names for sure. But I mean, we were, we were like in MVP conversation for both of these guys a couple months ago. And now it's just like, eh, I don't see it. Byron Buxton for the twins, um, has been okay lately, but well, look, it's, it's hard to put anybody in the, at least from an American league standpoint, it's, it's really hard to put anybody in the conversation right now. So. Sure, understood, but it's like, dude, he's four seventeen, four for his last seventeen, two jacks, two ribs, uh, but nine Ks in his last five games, nine strikeouts. That's a lot. Uh, Manny Machado, I blame first base. I blame the slickness of first base. This guy's just not been the same since that injury, and it sucks because he was on probably a career year. Uh, he's six to twenty, uh, six for his last twenty. Um, one jack, three ribs, five Ks. So, couple, couple good matchups this weekend. The, it's slim pickings, to be honest with you. Not a whole lot of good baseball to watch in the other matchups. So, I would, I would lean on these two if you're looking for something exciting this weekend. 
And that, friends, is where we will leave you for this weekend. Um, Nate, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, Good luck to all you fans and chasers over these next few days. Hopefully you're not too disappointed. But I I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of disappointing, underwhelming things over the next few days. I feel like there's a couple moves coming, but... I don't think it's nearly going to be that frenzy we were hoping for, unfortunately. I could be wrong, though. I'm always wrong. It happens. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.